Hi, my name is Jameson. Welcome to the Unexpected Experts Podcast, a show where we dive into the vast spectrum of human knowledge and the ways that our experiences make us experts in unexpected ways. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome, everybody. We've got another episode of Unexpected Experts. Um, this week, we have on our friend Maddie. Um, Maddie, say hello. 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 <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, Maddie is, I guess, Andrea, you've known Maddie a lot longer than I have. Um, it's if true. you want to give a little bit of a rundown as to how <laughs> you rundown. know Maddie, and then we can. Um, Maddie and I met when Maddie was in grade one. <laughs> what? Holy cow. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, way back. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and then we kind of, I would say, I, I mean, I don't know if you can really say you lost touch with someone who was in grade one, two, three, four, five, but we sort of um, met up again when she was in grade six or seven, I think. And then we hung out for a while and then we parted ways again. It sounds so like ridiculous, but I guess to be fully transparent, we, I taught her grade one Sunday school and then we like drifted because I'm a lot older than her. And then we came back when I was her youth leader, when she was like in junior high for a while there. And then I think I ditched, just before you guys graduated high school but then we stayed in touch for a little bit and then you joined choir so then we kind of had that again and then every once in a while we see each other she's given me some facials uh she's done my makeup on at least two separate occasions nice um which caveat maddie is an amazing makeup artist uh that's true if you need makeup yeah, if you need makeup done for any sort of like fancy event or if you just want your makeup done, uh, <laughs> she's a good person to go to. So, yeah, um, I've known her for a while. We, I guess like, yeah, we haven't like spent a lot of time together in the more recent years, but I've known busy. her for a long time. It's true. It's been busy. You've been having kids and yes, there was COVID and it was a wild time. Stupid. That stupid plague. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, that, that whole pandemic. That's right. Yeah, really messing everything up. Really made it kind of hard to see people, you know? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but now Maddie herself is getting married, which is making me feel extra old. Yes, um, recently engaged. I so am. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> and you're getting married this year, right? You married in October this October. year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I love a fall wedding. I'm here oh, for that. Yeah. Me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> Stressed, but very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, from like the classic older person perspective, it's been very fun to watch Maddie grow up and see her flourish and become her own person and her business completely blow up and just grow from just doing makeup to including um skincare stuff in her work life as well so she's won a few awards for the makeup things um yeah (laughs) no big deal no big deal she's uh she's a talented girl so we're pumped to have you on to talk 
I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about that stuff, but really, we're going to have you on to talk nothing about that stuff, realistically, um, and to go a completely different direction, sort of tailgating off of our tailgating tail. I guess dovetailing. 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 Thank you. There oh, there's that mom brain again. Dovetailing yeah. off of last week's episode, just talking about fashion. So yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Maddie. So we, I guess, yeah, like the the way that we got connected for this episode was i had posted our instagram promo for that episode and maddie sent me a a dm on our podcast insta page asking about um yeah different things about that episode in particular and then we got to talking and i asked her if she'd be willing to come on and talk about some of those things that we were discussing in that episode so Hmm. um really like we're both super stoked to have this conversation um as i'm sure you are as well and uh anyway so yeah welcome to the podcast welcome to unexpected experts we're glad to have you on thanks so much for having me guys i'm really excited to to be here and chat i wasn't uh expecting the invite i just thought i would like tack on my little mini opinion but i'm really excited that you asked me because it's a very passionate issue to my heart and um yeah I said to you guys I don't think it's talked about enough so I'm really excited to Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to chat with you guys a bit about some of the stuff that you were speaking about kind of near the end of your last episode but in your Mm -hmm. Instagram live and expand on that and then also add some new new opinions into the mix I'll ask you I'll ask you a first question here and then we can we can jump in so um, maybe just to give people a little bit of a background as to who you are and your story and your like the things that make you the person that you are. We're gonna ask you what is your superhero origin story? Oh man, um, I was born and raised in Calgary. I've never lived anywhere else, so um, nice. You know, Ditto. just just <laughs> so few of us. Here. So few. <laughs> it's true. Um. I've yeah always been really interested in the arts, always you know singing and uh, loved doing makeup, and that's now expanded into my career now. Doing makeup and skincare, weddings are a huge part of what I do. Um, oh my gosh, superhero origin story, blanking. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've got uh, my family here. I've got my parents are separated, and my two siblings. They're twins. They keep me very busy. Um, and yeah, I just got engaged in January 2022, sorry, yeah, 2022, and getting married this fall, um, which is really exciting. Um, I guess what makes me, I don't know, qualified to talk about this subject in particular is that I did grow up being on the curvier side basically my entire life so I feel like when it comes to this subject in particular I have a bit of a different outlook because I didn't grow up in the with the societal standard for what a body should look like or Mm. a feminine body should look like and so I think it gives you a bit of a different perspective versus when you you grow up and I'll use words in this podcast maybe like um, I do tend to use words like thin or fat or skinnier fat and I know those are triggering words for some people so I do want to put in a little bit of a a trigger warning right there Um, but the reason I do use those words is because they are what's most commonly used in society Mm. and I don't think it's helpful to just pretend that they don't exist and I think it adds to the negativity that some people will use those words to cause versus Mm. being empowered and saying it 
Um, I don't think there was something that you guys mentioned kind of at the tail end of your podcast. And I think someone might have commented on your Instagram live saying that if they refer, sorry, refer to themselves as being curvy or plus size or or the word fat and people Mm. have instantly responded with, no, 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 you're so beautiful. And they're like, I never said that I wasn't. So that's why I do use the word fat because I have no problem with saying I'm a fat person that lives in a society that is created for non-fat people. And it's okay to say that and acknowledge it. And it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It's just Mm -hmm. the facts of the situation. So I hope people can see where I'm coming from when I use that verbiage. I was totally thinking of that exact conversation when you were leading into this too. I was like, I remember one person in particular saying exactly that. So I'm glad you brought it up. That's awesome. Perfect. Hopefully that clears the air on that. I was nervous about that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to offend anyone with my use you know of these what? words. But... That's kind of, the, I mean, it's also the society we live in. There are times that you will offend people, we will offend people, and they will offend yeah. us. And it has to be, um, I don't know, there just has to be some sort of like understanding. Because I don't think that either one is coming at, well, I guess not necessarily always true, but we're not always coming at it from like a malicious standpoint when we're saying those things. And I think, yeah, I mean, you've put a caveat on it. So if people have a problem, you've, you've given fair, fair warning. So fair warning, yeah. everyone. You're not doing it to hurt anyone. You're just being um, technically, I don't know, technically appropriate. You're being technically or correct. Mindful. Yeah, just trying to be mindful of everyone. Yeah. 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 It's like it's like me teaching my kids their body parts by their real word as opposed to calling it something else. So same same idea. It just is what it is. And so I like like to call it how I see it and call it how it is. And I think it's easier than trying to come up with all these words to make people feel less uncomfortable. Totally. Mm -hmm. Instead of just talking about the subject of Mm -hmm. how it is and, and how it's presented to us. So I'm stoked. We yeah. got that out. Got that out of the way. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Got, we got the whole disclaimer section right up top. So we're good yeah. for the rest of the episode. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. Got to put that in. Yeah. Um, well, when when we were talking on the Instagram live during that last upload download episode, yeah, it, it got brought up pretty quickly because our initial idea was just fashion mm-hmm. and style and maybe how you've seen style and fashion evolve or things that you still like about styles that you used to grab onto and like all of that. And then it and then it evolved into this conversation of body shaming and sizing and um, body dysmorphia and um, self-esteem surrounding what societally we are told to wear for our body types and totally um and what's quote unquote societally acceptable or not or what's what's regarded as being beautiful or not or even being bigger and that stigma about being a larger person with that stigma of being unhealthy or mm-hmm. being less intelligent like those are those are stigmas that are so tightly integrated um so i don't know if you if you want to expound on anything that we talked about in that episode or if there's any corrections you had or any other information you wanted to add we're definitely all ears for that so we're we're perfectly happy with you taking the conversation wherever you want it to go to perfect I'm ready I yeah I really liked kind of where your conversation was going at the end of that podcast and I thought oh man you could spend 
hours totally. talking about this Honestly. subject. It's, it's mm-hmm. so diverse. And I mean, I really have wrote down some bullet points I want to hit because I, I did know like it's just so wide. And I rant to my fiance about it all the time. <laughs> so poor guy. <laughs> He's so well versed in it now. He could easily come on here and talk about the exact same stuff that I do at this Heck point. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just it's just stuff that like for him being a straight I like straight size clothing purse, I never even knew or understood, didn't even think about those being issues totally. um, that we have to deal yeah. with. And as we got engaged and I started shopping for outfits, we had a lot of these conversations because what I have found being a plus size person trying to shop for clothing, it is one of, it's one of the most dehumanizing experiences Mm. I think that you can have because there is almost no inclusivity in the clothing market. And it, it's mind blowing. And I have my theories as to why that is that I'll touch on, but it's astonishing to me because in so many things in society, when we have to do something, when it's legally required for us to do it, as it is legally required for us to wear clothing, or else we would get yeah. ticketed and fined for indecent exposure, <laughs> yeah. we have to wear clothes. And but so then, why isn't it an inclusive market when there's so many other things that legally we have to do, um, and they make it inclusive so that everyone can participate um, to the best of their ability? So why is that not in the clothing market? Right. Um, And I was trying to explain to him, like, I can't go into the mall and just walk into a store and go shopping. Mm. So, for example, if I go to the mall, let's say Market or Chinook, I've got one, maybe two stores that I could go in and realistically find something in my size if they have it available. And so growing up, I didn't go to the mall to shop with my girlfriends because Mm. it was humiliating because they would ask you to try stuff on and you couldn't or it wouldn't fit. or I would just follow them around aimlessly because it was worse when I was growing up. When I was growing up, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And now they've got maybe like there's old Navy, which has very limited options, right? Like I'm not going to buy everything I wear forever from old Navy. And then I love old Navy, but what if you I, could I only think... ever shop at old Navy forever? That's yeah. true. Yeah. If it's your only store, that's not ideal. No. That's I think we were talking about Old Navy on the last episode. Too, <laughs> right? I <laughs> love Old Navy. It's so hilarious. It can yeah. be great, but I guess the experience is different because you sure. guys can walk into any store you sure. want and realistically, right. whether it's your style or not, find clothing, whereas sure. I can't. So when you guys were talking about um, your own personal style and what you like to wear and what's trendy or what's not, I don't have the luxury of those options. Mm. I don't get to have right. a personal style to develop. I don't get to express myself in clothing because I'm forced to just deal with what I'm offered, which mm. is very, very few. Um, and I actually took the liberty of going on and looking at different stores. I wrote down stores that are inclusive and I'm using quotations when I say the word inclusive because (laughs) inclusivity means something very different to a lot of different brands um so for example old navy when I went onto their website um there's straight size clothing so clothing that is we'll say for plus size um anywhere from like a a 1x to a 3x or a 4x maybe even xxl so anything in straight size is going to be from a size small or extra small to a size large or extra large or a size um like 0 to 12 and then plus size being 14 to 24 plus right um so old navy in their straight size clothing they had 3640 items available and for tops sorry 
So their straight size tops, they had 3,648 items available. For their plus size tops that go up to a 4X, they had 642. Wow. Available. And that's that's an inclusive clothing store. Sure. And that's, that's if you can find it in store. And Old Navy actually released a statement um, a year or two ago. I have it somewhere on my computer here. They're actually removing a lot of their extended sizes from stores because they claim that there's no market for it. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's just was, to get is that a statement that like old Navy has made saying that they are an inclusive store. Like, They're is saying, that a claim that they make? So it says, yeah. So they say old Navy is committed to providing an inclusive shopping experience for our customers um, and offering every woman's style huh. and every size at the same price. However, now they're saying that, um, they are basically withdrawing a lot of their extended sizing hmm. um, because they're saying, well, it's just not in demand. We've noticed no one's buying these items, which hmm. I would argue is not true because hmm. a lot of the times when you go into these stores, um, I've heard stories like I've seen people on TikTok and the internet talk about this when the statement came out being like, when I've gone into stores, I've had to ask if they have my clothing size available. And they say, oh, we just keep them in the back. We don't even put them on the floor. We don't even put them on the floor. And Old Navy is owned, like, they've got Banana Republic, which I know you said you worked at, JMO, and they've got Big Gap. I guess, yeah, they're all owned by, like, Gap Inc. All owned by Gap Inc. If you go to Banana Republic's website, they only carry up to an XXL. They do not carry up to a 4X like Old Navy does. So there's there's so many. Like, I I looked up basically any store. Nope. The gap actually, sorry, don't quote me on that. I didn't look exactly my, I can look here. I'm pretty sure the gap also only carries up to an XXL. Um, but let me just check here. I have a lot of tabs open, so it might be slow. Cause I really wanted to make sure I had like reference points. I'm so thrilled about that. <laughs> hey man, I like I easily one of the most prepared podcast guests for us for sure. I love and it. I'm prepared. thrilled about it. Um, so they That's have a interesting. Mat- they have a matrix XXL, so up to an XXL only. Okay. Wow. Um, Fascinating that one company doesn't have inclusivity across their whole like division. Yeah, that's weird. Like, have- why did Old Navy get it and not the Gap or Banana Republic? Like, that's just. I have a theory. I have a theory. I'm almost thinking about this from like an inclusivity standpoint of like LGBTQ inclusion. Mm. Like if, if you've got, and this might be a bit of a tangent and I'm okay with that, but I'm thinking about like different churches within certain denominations and they have like some churches will be more inclusive than other churches under that like denominational umbrella. Like I know the church that I attend has a pretty solid stance on like LGBTQ inclusion and that it's super important. And the denomination that they were a part of doesn't recognize that same level of inclusion. And so our church made the decision to no longer, I think be part of the denomination or to not renew our denominational membership or something like that. So like within that like umbrella of gap there, there are those three companies like gap and Banana Republic and Old Navy. And I feel like probably from a like top-down perspective oh, for sure of it's top Gap down. as a company, yeah. they're like Banana Republic is our premium, like 
Right, it's like businessy, fancy clothes. Yeah, Gap is more like middle of the road, and then Old Navy is sort of the affordable option for a lot of yeah. people. So then when you're looking at those three brands under that company, Banana Republic probably doesn't fit within that quote-unquote like, inclusive realm as much and as I somewhere mean, like Old I Navy I realize does. that this is the whole point of this conversation, but yeah. like, yeah. why, I like why <laughs> like oh, how size yeah. people need office clothes just as much as straight size people do yeah so this is this is my whole theory on this and this is for all brands this is like why can brands like aritzia like zara like any of these really popular brands where lots mm. of women and people shop why will they not carry their clothes in a size inclusive range why not if old navy can do it and if you can make clothes in mm. these sizes why don't you do it and here is my opinion and some people are not going to like me for this <laughs> it is because they do not want fat people to wear their clothes because it does not align with their brand sure. image mm. and there have been people like the owner of amber and fitch i have his statement yeah. here has yeah. blatantly come out and said that they do not want um, he doesn't want larger people shopping in his store. He wants thin and beautiful people. He doesn't want his core customers to see people who aren't as hot as them wearing his clothing. People who wear his clothing yeah. should feel like they're oh. one of the cool kids. Oh. And, Come on, man. But he's the only one who actually came out and said, said it. it. And sure. everyone else yeah. is just like, oh, well, you know... It, they don't really comment on it because nobody has this conversation. Right. Nobody says outright, you don't want me to wear your clothes because I do not fit the aesthetic that you want to represent sure. your brand. Mm. Wow. Wow. That is the core issue here. And no one is saying it because it makes them feel icky. And I'm saying it because I live it every single day. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because so many of these brands want to save face with their customers right. because we now have this whole body positivity movement and we have people like Lizzo who are coming out and creating this no we need to be inclusive and we need to accept all bodies and so they're like man we gotta jump on this wagon or we're gonna get cancelled so they put out you know curvy not super tiny mannequins and they put certain models in their advertising but at their core they are not inclusive brands it is a front to get people to look the other way it's yeah. a distraction and a deterrent whereas people who actually shop these brands know the truth but our voices are are silenced because nobody's asking these questions because nobody wow. nobody cares <laughs> so you earlier you said something to do with how people view inclusivity as a different like it's different for everyone so for you what would you say that inclusivity for sizing is like what does that mean to you i feel like anybody should be able to go into a store and be able to shop and be yeah. able to buy clothing in their size that fits them appropriately that is priced appropriately that's not hiked up from sure. everybody else's right yeah. like my yeah. pants shouldn't cost twice as much as your pants andrea because my pants are in a bigger size sure. because we have to wear clothing yeah and if if what i'm saying is true and if these brands really don't want fat people to wear their clothing because they a, are promoting obesity or they're promoting not being healthy which whole other tangent on yeah. that yeah. um yeah. or promoting abrc we can't lose the weight 
tomorrow, even yeah. if that was the whole thing, <laughs> even if it was like, well, we want to encourage people to w- lose weight. And if we give you guys clothes and you're sizing, then you won't be motivated to lose weight. It's like, Betty, I cannot lose hundred pounds in a fortnight. Like, what yeah. are we talking about? Oh, so I, I should just I walk the streets naked in my fatness. I need something to wear from point A to point B. I yes. can't just jump to point B. And also like, and again, that goes back to that societal expectation Mm -hmm. and whatever that like skinny people are healthier or that skinny people are, Mm. are smarter. And there's, there's so many, there's such a stigma around that. Such a stigma and it's, it's it's ignorant and it's Mm -hmm. frustrating. And it's, so I, I wrote a note on this too, because it's, it's a big thing. So, um, I was looking on, again, TikTok, you know, reels, whatever, and there's this whole trend where people will go into gyms and they'll ask gym people or fitness people, would you date a plus size person or an overweight person? Mm. And a lot of their answers are no. And this woman, I didn't write down her username, but I can mention it later. She did a video responding to it and she made some really, really good points. And she was like, I I quoted her because I didn't want to misquote her. um, But why are we a even asking this question still in our society as if being overweight was some type of disease or sacrifice that you have to deal with if you're in a relationship with a fat person? And being overweight is not synonymous to being unhealthy mentally or physically a lot of these people say well I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't take care of themselves I don't want to be with somebody who's not mentally mentally healthy I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't care about their body and it's crazy to me because I know so many thin people who eat like garbage, who drink heavily, who smoke cigarettes, who take drugs, who have, you know, disordered eating habits. And no one is going to look at them at face value and go, that person is unhealthy because of the way they look versus when I exist as a fat person and I go out and about, I know that people are automatically looking at me and making judgments Mm. on what I eat, how I take care of myself, Mm. um, what I'm physically able to do and not do. And it's so infuriating that we are equating the size of your body to your mental and physical stability as a person because it's not the same and it's such an ignorant point of view it's like not understanding a how mental health works because that's a whole epidemic in our our society in general for all people regardless of your your shape and your size but to make assumptions that someone who is overweight is just an unhealthy person who has a complete disregard for themselves is just simply not true there are people out there that that do have that like we we have extreme cases um where we look at people that are massively massively overweight like on tlc um but most of those people have very severe mental health issues at their core morbidity yeah morbidity and but that doesn't mean that someone who's just functioning in society is unhealthy like i have many people who are close to me who i eat healthier and i work out more and i take better care of myself than they mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. because our metabolisms are different our hormones are different i have certain physical um physical things that 
that affect their blood sugar, you know, people with diabetes. There's so many reasons to why someone could not be a size two or even a size four. And it doesn't always equate to they don't care about themselves. Totally. Well, and even, even like to piggyback on that, like it's happening in both sides, right? Like there's, there are thin people, there are fat people, both who are struggling with, each of their own whatever's going on um but like like you said they you're eating healthier than some of your thinner friends and the same goes for you know thinner people might like i will binge white cheddar cheesies far too often <laughs> so good <laughs> um but like i was blessed with a better a higher higher higher, higher, higher metabolism than some other people and so it doesn't just sit well sometimes sometimes it does (laughs) but uh you know like it just it has a different effect on people and so it's yeah it's truly important to realize that no it's not this isn't just an quote-unquote issue Mm -hmm. for fat people it is for both sides and both sides are doing good things to support their physical and mental health and it just shows differently that's like that's huge i'm i'm thinking too like you mentioned diabetes like i'm diabetic Mm -hmm. and i have to be like i'm very mindful of what i eat what i put into my body and i don't go to the gym i don't work out but i'll go for walks to try and you know get some activity going and i work a decently physical job sometimes and um, you know, there's things that I'm aware of about my body that I have to, I have to avoid chips. I have to avoid cakes. I have to avoid all these things for my own health. Right. And so mm-hmm. for me, like having a chronic illness, like diabetes has made me more conscious of the things that I put into my body. Am mm-hmm. I quote unquote healthier than someone who's, who's larger than me? Not necessarily. Right. And I know, um, like my best friend, she's a bigger person and she is very mindful of what she eats. And she's very mindful of trying to work out and trying to stay in shape. And, you know, and, and even, even that phrase, like staying in shape, like what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, societally, the shape would be, you know, you've got a six pack and you got big arms and you're super slim and whatever. But, um, for her, staying in shape is being physically healthy so that she can still exist in the world well and effectively. It doesn't matter what size she is, you know? Absolutely. Like, for me, it's, you know, when I get my, like, my levels taken, my blood taken, it's like, how's my cholesterol levels doing? How's my sugar mm. levels doing? How are all these things doing? Um, at one point I was considering the gastric sleeve surgery and I did go through the program for that. And, um, I did decide not to go through with it. And I had this really enlightening conversation with one of the therapists there. And she was like, you know, looking at your levels, your levels are all normal, Mm. but you, you have, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is where there's cysts on your ovaries and it really affects your, your insulin levels and your body's ability to process sugar. So my body doesn't process sugar the way somebody else does. And it also really contributes to my hormones as a female. So my cortisol levels are constantly spiked, which puts your body in a state of constant stress that it can't get out of, which also contributes to the slowing down of your, your metabolism. So growing up, I, there, there's very little, 
I feel like health research when it comes to women's health in general, but PCOS being one of those things mm-hmm. and hormones and how those affect our metabolism and, and our ability to process sugar and all these different types of things. But growing up, there was so little research on it. And it was just eat more carrots and mm-hmm. walk on the treadmill and right. figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I'm going on a bit of tangent, losing my train of thought a little bit. No, um, but yeah, it's like, what is this healthy baseline? So this woman told me, she's like, you know, you are fairly, like, you're, you're healthy. She's like, you just physically have more weight on you because mm-hmm. of this condition that you have. Um, I think, too, looking at my history, all never, ever being skinny or thin, ever. Not even in, in kindergarten was always the biggest. She's like, it's not that you're this unhealthy person. She's like, mm-hmm. your eating habits are normal. You are physically active. Um, she's like, if you go through with this, it is going to be based on aesthetics. It's mm-hmm. not going to be for your health. So you need to right. make a decision on whether you're going to go through with the surgery because of the way you look and not because you actually need it. Right. There are lots of people that need that surgery. They're at a point in their health where they really can't do it themselves. And those are different stories. I'm not going to speak to them because it's not my story to share. But um, so I made the decision to not go through with it. And I'm really glad that I, I did for my own personal self because I shouldn't have to physically alter my body mm. if my health is in good standing. Mm. Um, and totally. there's yeah. other ways to make those changes, mm-hmm. right? Like I could always stand to eat more veggies, always. Mm. Like there's no, we all could, and we, we all, all should, could. and we all don't. <laughs> you know, but we should, we should be focusing on our health because we want to live long because yeah. we want yeah. to not uh, raise our risk of having um, cancer and other life altering ailments we want to be able to live a healthy life where we can do the things we want to do where we can function and we can you know be a part of life's journey and that's my goal it shouldn't be because I want to look it shouldn't be sorry solely because Mm. I want to look a certain way Mm -hmm. that can be a great motivator for some people but it shouldn't just be I don't like the way I look right and I don't care about the other stuff and do you think too that like to go through with like in that mindset where there was no bad health reason that was suggesting that you should do it. But if, if you did go through with it, perhaps you still wouldn't be happy with the result too. Right. Mm -hmm. She's like, at most you might lose 50 pounds with this. Mm -hmm. She's like, but you're never going to be able to have a glass of wine again. And you're Mm -hmm. at the time I was in my early twenties and you're never, you know, there's lots of other health complications that can happen from that surgery. A lot of kidney issues. I have Mm -hmm. a friend that's had it done. Who's constantly having to go to the hospital for kidney stones, Mm -hmm. but she was in like a very, very high weight profile where she had to in order to live essentially or she was going to have some serious health complications whereas I was not in that position Mm -hmm. um and yet this woman looked at me and she's like I just really think you need to heavily consider on whether Mm -hmm. this is the right move for you and my partner too Mm -hmm. was really glad that I didn't go through with it he was really concerned about what my quality of life would have been like Mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, if it's about your health, then great, I support it. But there's, that's not what this is about. Right. right. So this yeah. is about you want to look a certain way. And is this really the way you want your life to go? And is, is this who you are? And, and is this what you want to represent for yourself? And so I'm really happy that we had that conversation and that I did choose to go a different route. But that surgery can be life-changing for so many people. So I'm, I'm also not that's a bad thing or it's sure. a negative thing to get it because it can be amazing it was for, not for you for so many people. but it just wasn't for me but mm-hmm. 
just puts that mentality into context of mm-hmm. wanting to to look and wanting to fit into society totally. in a certain way instead of looking at well why why can't society just be inclusive why can't I why why do I have to go and get surgery to alter my body yeah. when I can just so fair. I just want to wear clothes mm-hmm. I just want to be able to have my own personal style I want mm-hmm. to be able to have that experience of going shopping with my friends and being able to go to the same stores that they go to totally. and I can't have that simply because these companies don't want plus size people to wear their clothing mm-hmm. so bonkers it's so wild to me yeah. it's so wild to me and it's I just, I don't know, I don't know what, what things would need to change. I don't know, like, specifically what conversations would need to be had or, or what places we need to go to fix that issue. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that much digging, but I do know that I do think it is important. And, um, yeah, sorry. It's just crazy to me. It's crazy that, that it's just not a regular thing. Like, yeah. I went through so many stores today, even stores that are inclusive, and just looking at the comparison to what a straight size person can choose from versus a plus size person can choose from, like there could be 10,000 items on the site and I might be able to shop from like 2,000 of those. That's so crazy. Wow. Which is, that's so, so common. And even I didn't realize how bad it was until today when I was like, oh, I shop at the store all the time. Like, let's see. Oh, straight size items for tops alone, they've got almost 10,000 options. And then for like a sizing for like a 14 to 24 they've got 2,000 options it's which like is the- so weird I know I mean I guess yeah you're right it goes back to likely the the company just not wanting to see it on bigger bodies mm-hmm. and but like it's so easy to take the pattern to make those clothes for bigger sizes like it's, it's not like so it's easy. a complicated process it's not like you're asking them to go to the moon and back. It's literally just yeah. altering just the size. Asking them yeah. to add more fabric to a thing. And exactly. So, so even ridiculous. in these, it is ridiculous. And even in these stores too, what I find hard is like trying to develop your own style. A lot of the times, like it's not like, oh, I can go onto a site like I'm trying to think of one, like H and M. Okay, and every style that they offer in the straight size line, they're going to offer in the plus size line as well. It's often a whole other line curated to plus size people, and the clothes are often so unattractive. Mm. Like I just want to be able to buy the same shirt that's in a size small in my totally. size, yeah, and yeah. there's not a single brand out there that does that. Every single brand I look at the plus size section it's it's like own completely different line of clothing and often they're trying to put us in these hideous animal prints and floral prints which is not for me but it's it's like it's like they've just damned us to this clothing that's just not attractive they're like we'll give you the sizing but we're gonna make it really ugly for you we're not gonna put you in cute clothes because Uh... it's we'll be inclusive but we won't really be inclusive like there's not a right. single store yeah, like, out that, there that's provide not options for you but we're not going to be inclusive in the way that yeah it's just here yeah. is the same that's not inclusivity at all that's like he, they're throwing you a bone but it's not Literally. actually it's not actually helpful <laughs> it's ridiculous. i remember and this is my ignorance for sure but i remember f- finding out for the first time that plus size clothes if it was the same or similar cost more for the plus size and I was like what what like and even I think there's been one or two occurrences where even like I've experienced it too and that was kind of maybe 
where the light sort of turned on of like, just because I wasn't the double zero and like I was a few sizes bigger, like all of a sudden I was paying more money because what it takes a little bit more fabric to put together those pants or that top or whatever. So then it's costing you the company more money. So therefore you have to try like, what that to me just seems like such a straw man argument oh it's 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 completely baseless like if if that's the margin like if you have this little clothing for a zero up to this much fabric for for a larger size like make your profit margins equate to that but don't be punishing the bigger people by making them pay more yeah you know it's ridiculous just up everyone's a little bit if you have to for whatever reason like yeah equality it's crazy what excuses these multi-million dollar companies will come up with yeah um like saying oh we don't have you know it's hard to get inventory it's we can't you know the demand isn't there which is wild to me because one in four canadian adults are obese and two in three uh in the united states uh adults are obese so to say that the demographic isn't there is just simply not true um but yeah it's it's all these excuses and it's it's hilarious to me because then we do look at these these smaller companies that are now coming out that are immediately off the bat being size inclusive and there isn't a price discrepancy. And if these mom and pop shops can do that, there is no reason why Aritzia or Wilfred or Zara or um, any of these massive lines cannot do the same thing. It is is their willful ignorance and it's their, they are willfully playing into this idea that fat people are lesser than in society. And therefore we should not have access to the same resources as skinny people do. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a willful exclusion. Like, honestly, that's, yeah. that to me is like, and this is just like the emotion that's bubbling up in me now. It's like, that's a human rights issue, man. It's ridiculous. Like you're depriving someone of the right to clothe themselves mm-hmm. by making it inaccessible. Yeah. It, and if it is like, if you are pricing it higher, it's then now people in lower incomes cannot afford those clothing. Totally. Yeah. So a lot of the times we have to shop from places that are fast fashion that are considered unethical traditionally, mm. because right. those are the only places where I can get affordable clothing in my size that is not hideous. Also, I shouldn't have to wear ugly clothing that I don't like simply because I'm bigger than somebody else. I should have to have the exact same experience as anybody else in developing a personal style and clothes mm-hmm. that I like to wear. Um, so not only are we not able to shop in all these different stores, but then we're shamed for the store for shopping at the stores that we can. Yeah. It's considered unethical or fast fashion, but what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Not everyone. Yeah, when, can... when you're not given another alternative. Again, walk around naked in the streets. Like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) It's crazy. And what's wild, too, is that these, these like, fitness stores are also not size inclusive. Hmm. Like, Adidas and, like, I was looking today, Lululemon, they've got um, some pants. They go up to a size 20, which I would argue is not the most size inclusive. I'm, like, a size 18 to 20, and I would consider myself, like, pretty average I guess on the spectrum as, as far as plus size clothing goes so anyone bigger than me is not going to be able to shop at a fitness store right. which is so backwards <laughs> it's so crazy I'm like moving so my hands backwards. a lot because it's outrageous. but even at Lulu I looked at their pants okay so for a size 20 they had 79 options almost none available in store mm. um 
for a size two, they had 133 options. Huh. Yeah. Um, for sweaters in a size 20, they had nine options. And then in a size two, they had 38 options hmm. for sweaters. And, you know, Adidas, a lot of the same thing. For Adidas, if you go to their plus size clothing tab on their website, they have 277 items available. And if you go to their straight size women's clothing page, they have 2,847 oh clothing wow. sizes available. Wow. And again, none in store. I can't go into no. Adidas and buy anything mm-hmm. because they don't want they don't want people to see that I'm in there. Mm-hmm. I might yeah. taint their brand image with my body. Like it's it's so backwards that even the fitness lines are inclusive. So what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Like even, even if, even if like fitness is the quote unquote cure to obesity, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you're not making it accessible for people to even wear those clothes <laughs> yeah. to go to a gym and try and work off that weight. You know, it's not even an option, The irony, you know, and even again, even if that was the issue and that's not the issue. Yeah. It's it's not the entire issue, right? It's it's crazy because our society is is built to make people obese. You know, we from the Mm. from when you're young, you're looking at these um advertisements for dunkaroos and sugar cereals and chocolate milk and all of these things. You get addicted to it when you're young, and then as an adult they shame you for it and they try and sell you their flat tummy tea and their workout program Mm. and their, their um, dietitian course. It's all this massive advertising marketing scheme. That is capitalism at its finest. Capitalism, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's it. That's all it is. Drop mic drop. That's it. Like here's a problem. Your kids aren't eating the good food that you're trying to feed them. Here's a garbage cereal. Oh, your kid's addicted to sugar here's a garbage diet you know your kids are getting big because they're now addicted to sugar like it's it's a perpetuating loop it's just capitalism it's here's the problem and here's our solution and pay us this much for this solution yeah the solution but we won't let you be clothed um, no no No, heaven forbid forbid. (laughs) you'll be able to dress in a fashionable way that's Uh, unacceptable um i hope i get sponsored after this i hope some brands start sending me clothing because i'm ready to review um it's so wild um you know, the, have you guys seen the Met Gala that recently happened? Yes. I wanted to yeah. touch on Yeah, the Met Gala. The Met Gala. So uh, love, you know, every year, again, capitalism at its finest. But um, oh, yeah. why I wanted to read the Met Gala is because this year was in, uh, for in honor of Carl Lagerfeld. Yes. Um, don't know anything about him. Don't care. <laughs> but I do. named her dog after him. Did she really? That's yeah. hilarious. It's like, oh, Carl R.I.P. Lagerfeld, Carl. Did, he, did he have anything size inclusive? Nope. Just, nope. Don't give a damn. It literally so his quote he's got a quote here for the people he is dead but yes um he is passed away so it was to honor him okay and he has spoken blatantly being anti-fat people so really i'm trying to find this quote here um in a very or in this interview when he was asked how he felt about this German women's magazine announcing that it would only publish photo- um, photographs of quote real women instead of models. He said, you've got fat mothers with their bags of chips sitting in front of the television and saying that thin models are ugly. The world of beautiful clothing is about dreams and illusions. Holy <laughs> oh. smokes. Don't man. come at me with my bag of chips. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with chips. 
I will eat my chips and I will be happy about it, Carl. Thank you. Um, Hell yeah. Let's go. So how interesting is it that you've got then all of these celebrities and all of these big brands sponsoring the Met Gala and everybody showing up in their outfits, yeah. um, some of which are not a size zero also. Um, that's just a snippet, I guess, from where I was leading with with also these celebrities and these people that people look up to in society supporting a lot of this thinking, even mm-hmm. if it's unconscious and it's hypocritical, sorry, hypocritical because they'll come out and they'll say big speeches about body inclusivity and body positivity. Mm. And I suffered from this and I went through this, but in the same breath, they are actively supporting mm. these designers and these institutions that speak out and mistreat um, plus size people. Mm. So it makes it really, you know, difficult when you're absorbing all this media, for example, Lizzo is a huge icon in the body positive community. She's huge. I wish I had Lizzo growing up. I think she's great. One thing, though, that I did find interesting, and this is an article from Vogue. This is back in 2020. She wore a dress from the brand Machino, I believe is how you say it. It's a big, very popular brand in high fashion, and they dressed her up as a chocolate bar interesting choice um but it was huge and it was by jeremy scott was the designer and they did this whole thing and i was like oh lizzo's wearing a designer brand we don't get to see plus people wear designer brands on the red carpet this is awesome i'm gonna go on their website and see what sizing they offer they don't offer sizing in her in her size because lizzo is around i believe 300 plus pounds so i don't know exactly what size that would make her but they only go up to an xl Hmm. so they made it especially for her so they made it especially for her and the reason people pick people like lizzo is because they want to be like we are an inclusive brand we want to jump on that bandwagon this is what's attractive to the Mm -hmm. younger generations this is what's selling money right now but it goes back to my previous point where i was saying how brands will like make it seem like they're inclusive when they're not and this is kind of piggybacking off of that where these brands will be like here's a you know a plus size person on the red carpet wearing a dress that we made for them but plus size people can't actually go and shop those clothing right that those clothing. so what was the point they're yeah. not a walking it's, advertisement yet they are a walking advertisement well it's yeah. it's publicity it's totally. just getting the name out there that's it like exactly. they're not actually like um talk is cheap right it's easy yeah. for them to say that they're an inclusive brand and that they want to support that, but for them to not actually put that into practice and have those sizes available for purchase, it's, you know, you're just that's, like, that's crazy. You're virtue signaling. You're saying, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we're inclusive and we support this and we support Lizzo, but you don't actually want fat people to wear your clothes. Not really, not unless they're famous and they're going to make you money and get mm. you attention then yeah. it's okay. So they're using her, right, to to send this message that they don't stand by. Um, and it sends this message to the rest of us that, again, we don't want you to wear our clothes because you're not good enough and because you don't mm-hmm. represent the brand that we mm-hmm. want to have, um, which is crazy. It, it comes down to an aesthetic. It's It's not about health really that's just a cop-out that people take again going back to the interview i was saying about um how they're like asking guys on tiktok like would you date a plus-size person or not and how the response is always like well i want someone that's healthy and i want someone that's fitness it's not about that because we've already established in this conversation that mental health and and health can look so different and that um 
No, not mutually exclusive, but um. And again, oh that's gosh. just an excuse. It's a straw man. Yeah, it's it's not about health. It's about what you prefer the look of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, yeah. they prefer the look of a thin person. They prefer the way clothes look on a thin person. Being thin is sexy. It's desirable. It sells money. Um, sex sells all of that stuff, and mm-hmm. fat people are unattractive, and they don't embody that, and so we don't want them. Um, walking around in our clothing or representing mm-hmm. our brand. Mm-hmm. That's the nitty gritty of it. Nobody says it, but I said uh, it today, ladies and gents. Go. <laughs> You're gonna hear first. Hell yeah. <laughs> on the other side of that coin um, like we've been talking a lot about um, this industry and how it's not inclusive what are some brands that you found that are actually practicing what they preach and making good plus size clothing and making that available for decent prices like what what are some brands in your experience or in your research that that do embody that inclusivity that they that they claim well I'm going to be honest there is not really very many, if any. Um, there are lines that we can shop from. So, for example, one of the websites, it's called Boohoo. It's a website from the UK, but it does ship to Canada. And okay. I have shopped from there previously. And they do have like a plus size section, a, a tall section, a petite section, and a maternity section. So that's mm. great. And they do offer more options than a lot of other stores do. But still, um, for plus size items, they had a total of 5,831 items. Whereas in straight sizes, for straight sizes, for tops alone, just tops, not all and everything, mm-hmm. it's around 9,000. Hmm. Wow. So even though that's that's what I have to shop for inclusivity, yeah. it's still, again, limited. why can't, it's still limited. Why can't I shop the exact same amount mm-hmm. of items as a straight size person? Mm-hmm. Why are those items not offered in my size? And same thing, it's like, you know, we go into the plus size page and it's a whole level of curated items. I can't shop that same item in a size small. Like if I wanted to get, um, like, for example, I'm looking at pajamas right now for my bridesmaids um, for my wedding. <laughs> okay. And we've yeah. got varying sizes. We've got some curvy girls and we've got some some thinner girls. And I can't go and buy the same pair of pajamas mm. in a size small and a size 4X. <laughs> I can't like do even, it because they don't even offer pajamas, it. Pajamas, man. Even like, pajamas. <laughs> and, and, and these are size inclusive websites. And so it's not that they don't appreciate what they have to offer. It's just yeah. that there there is no real inclusivity because at the end of the day, there is not one single store out there that offers the exact same straight size clothing line in plus size sizes. Mm-hmm. And we, we have our own little page. We don't even get to be on the same page. Yeah, you have a tab. We have wow. a tab that says plus size or extended sizing. Mm. We like, it's like a subcategory. It's like a dirty secret. Like even if they offer our clothing sizes, they don't want everyone to know. So mm. they put you in a special tab that <laughs> only the fatties can access. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> like, I know enter your weight here to access yeah. this section of the it's website. Like wild. It's so That's trippy. So, so I would, I would, wow. you know, shout out to Boohoo for having some inclusivity for sure. It's better than none. 
but I'm not going to sit here and say that there is a single store that is fully inclusive because it's just right. not true. Right. There right. isn't. It, we have yet to breach it. There is one store, they're called Jessica. They're really trendy on TikTok and they have beautiful spring dresses. She's like a very small business, just like blew up on the internet. She, I believe, and don't quote me, I haven't looked on her site in a while. Last time I checked, um, she does offer like all of her dresses. There's no separate page. You just go on and they do offer it from like a size zero up to a size three or four X. So there are like little like people, boutiques, like little boutiques here and there that do offer it, but very few and far between. Skims might Kim Kardashian's line. I'm gonna look on my phone here real quick and see, because there are, I mean, whether Skims are not as size inclusive. I know that they carry larger sizing. I've never ordered from Skims when I've seen videos. Their shapewear looks very, very tiny. Um, oh my goodness! I that reminds me, there is one girl on, um. I think it's TikTok that she has started posting and she does try-ons of skims mm-hmm. and like gets what she would get as her size and puts it on like over top of her clothes. And I mean, I'm, I, she is a comical human being. <laughs> it is hilarious to watch her do. Like she basically is doing reviews of the things that she buys from skims proving that while it might be this air quote size inclusivity it doesn't fit her properly it still doesn't like Mm. you know it's not just a question of if they carry the size totally does the size translate because i could be a large in some brands and a 4xl in other brands because their clothing will will fit differently so when i'm on the skims website right now i just clicked on one of their body suits their sculpt brief body suits in something um it's and they offer a size xx small all the way up to a 4x um i'll have to order one of these and we'll have to do a follow-up and i'll have to see if it's actually (laughs) (laughs) i've seen the same videos andrea where it's like this woman orders something in her size but it's like you could maybe wear it as a sweatband on your forehead exactly exactly and it's like who is this fitting doll like what is this yeah it's so good and yeah it's yeah it and it's a comedic way of viewing the lack of size inclusivity. Like, mm. yeah, for sure. It's, I it's just exposing it. Totally. Like totally. just exposing it. Like this is what they offer. This is what actually it would translate yeah. to in a real world experience. Yeah. And like, here's the gap. Exactly. I, it's funny. Well, not funny, but like, it's interesting because you sort of included at one point maternity clothes in whatever, I can't remember what exactly you were saying there. And I, it's interesting. I've now had two pregnancies and like kind of what you're saying, obviously it's not the same thing and I can only empathize. I, I haven't experienced, but a snippet of it during pregnancy when same thing like I would like to still maintain a style um and either it's I I think it is much better now than it was probably 10 years ago when my best friend was pregnant but um there is very little to choose from in stores H&M has an online maternity section there's lots of stores that have yeah the online stuff um but very few actually in the store for you to be able to walk in and try Mm. on. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I'm not, um, 
this like and most people aren't the same size for a top as they are a bottom like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. swimsuits for example if you buy a, a two-piece swimsuit you like I can't just buy a straight small or a straight medium or a straight large like it has to be one for the top piece and one for the bottom piece because it's just welcome to being a woman who is mm-hmm. you know <laughs> whatever um and so to buy a two-piece then you're having to spend just to buy a top and then another $50 just to buy a bottom so that you can actually buy two separate pieces. Although, so I, I was buying bathing suits for a little while. Another, I think is probably considered fast fashion, but cup she, um, and they have finally started to do separates so that you can actually order different sizes for different, like the bottoms and tops, which is good. It's a, a step in the right direction, but it, there's still lots of work to be done. And yeah. obviously that's speaking from a very small scale of things, but. But it's, it's, you know, that experience is, is just as valid, right? I think totally. every yeah. woman can, can attest to, and men as well, can attest to, to some sort of shopping horror experience. And I think it just really showcases totally. that we need, like fashion needs to wake up. Yeah. And it needs to really start having these heavy conversations about what real inclusivity means because everybody's different and everybody has to wear clothing. So yeah. how are we going to make it accessible and inclusive for everyone? Because, um, yeah, it's, you know, we are no longer in, I mean, when I was growing up, it was, everyone was expected to be bone thin. You know, you had Britney Spears and Paris Hilton and all these right. celebrities. Yeah. And the trend was to be so, so skinny and eat the least amount. Um, and that's no longer, we've now come to a point, I think, in society where we've realized that that's unhealthy, that there are different types of bodies that are present, that lots of bodies are beautiful, and that the beauty construct and standard is a construct it's it's not firm and it can be very diverse and it's in the eye of the beholder and we can wake up and realize that now and be like okay so now we just need to get the clothing industry to catch up with us mm. on that front mm-hmm. um could rant for hours but mm-hmm. yeah honestly but it's it's great and it you know it's your lived experience right so of course you're passionate about it of course mm-hmm. you're able to to talk so um so in depth and yeah it's it's amazing thank you yeah i've had a lot of time to think about it especially this year because yeah shopping for bridal outfits has been Mm, really hard it's supposed to be this happy and exciting experience and i can't go into a store and find a dress i have to Mm. go online order a bunch of stuff hope that it fits it comes in stuff doesn't fit properly then i have to return it and it's just such an agonizing process and it really sucks the fun out of it because I see all these pretty dresses in straight size and I'm like oh I would love to wear that I would wear that in a heartbeat but they just don't make it in my size Mm -hmm. and that's the only deterrent so I have such a small little pod to choose from and so I feel like even in this experience it's supposed to be so exciting such an exciting time you know there's moments where I just get so frustrated because I feel like I can't live it in the way that I want to totally can't wear what I want and I can't have the same experience as another bride can mm. um just because of of my size and that's really really frustrating totally very unfair wow. very unfair very unfair but my fiance is very supportive and he also gets frustrated he's like I didn't realize how bad it was and, and seeing you go through it is is 
frustrating and difficult because they'll be like, what about that dress? That dress is cute. I'm like, yeah, it's adorable. I can't buy it though because it doesn't fit me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, right. shoot. Gosh darn it. <laughs> like, it's, Hopefully there's some change in the future and people that are higher up can have start having these conversations totally. and, and mm-hmm. there can be more conversations brought about it because I, I don't think I at least I've heard about the body positivity conversations but not a lot about inclusivity and what that looks like as far as clothing goes right and especially like within the fashion industry yeah hmm. yeah very little conversation about it because then they have if we start talking about it then every major brand is going to come under fire and they're going to have to look at themselves and they're going to have to answer the question why yeah. don't you offer these sizes and nobody wants to say what i've said here today yeah because i yeah. feel good and, and <laughs> nobody wants to be abercrombie and fitch either no nope, exactly <laughs> but they're still open and they're still doing well from yeah, what i know which, so i think that also speaks volumes to what we value in society um 100 mm, yeah interesting yeah. Same. yeah i think all of this has been honestly a really important conversation and one that that I've wanted to do for a while. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot of value out of this. So honestly, Maddie, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for, I feel like um, we could go on for for like a whole other hour. Seriously. We'll have to have a follow-up episode guys. Round two. Heck yeah. (laughs) But thank you so much for sharing um, your heart and your passion for this. And um, and even just for reaching out on Instagram and trying to have that conversation and trying to open up that conversation. So Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really grateful that uh, that you put yourself out there, honestly, um, mm-hmm. and that we could have this conversation and um, for coming so prepared and with so much information <laughs> and experience too. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for having me and letting me have this conversation with you guys and letting me talk your ears off. Um, Not at all. No, it was great. But Not really, at all. Thank you. I hope that this conversation sparks some good like um thoughtfulness mm-hmm. from others and some good conversations at home i think you'll i think that people are going to there are going to be people who feel seen um and, yeah. and potentially like there's things that you have said that they wouldn't necessarily have been able to articulate and that you've kind of provided the articulation for them um in in what they were feeling so i think it's yeah it's it's great it was a good thought provoking thought provoking conversation for sure yeah it, it was great i think it'll open up the doors for many more i know we couldn't touch on everything and i know there's probably so many experiences mm-hmm. that people have had um and probably like some people in the straight size clothing community as well um mm-hmm. who have their own experiences so i hope that it opens the door to many more and i hope that there was a little something for Definitely. everyone in this so. conversation and and we can just continue the narrative mm-hmm. and continue the conversation yeah. about awesome um for anyone that wants to uh, maybe follow you or um check out you your makeup the, stuff yeah or or see any of yeah. your makeup stuff like where where can people find you online or anywhere absolutely so um, my makeup page is my name maddie lee dot mua um and that's all my makeup stuff all my halloween wedding content and then i have another page that's maddie lee dot artistry and that's my skincare page that's where i do all my facial content 
all of that. So if people want to ask questions or want to talk further or are just interested in supporting my small business, um, please check me out over there. If you want to um, see floaty dead yeah. skin slurping around a bottle, yeah. go follow that skincare page. <laughs> out of context, <laughs> people are going to be so confused right now. But if you go to my page, you'll figure out what Andrew's So, so go give about. her a follow and see what, <laughs> and see what we're alluding to. All to action, everyone. Support your small local yeah. businesses. And I'll, Thank I'll you. post links to all your, your Instas in the episode description and in the, the podcast, or sorry, in the Instagram feed as well. So we'll, we'll tag you and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Cool. Thank you so much, Maddie. Thanks for chatting today, guys.